to be able to articulate what it is you're looking to achieve and your ambition from your career. And this is very different than saying, I want this next job. I want to be this position by a certain amount of time. This is really being able to articulate the ambition that you have as an individual. Welcome to Hidden in Plain Sight, the enterprise revenue intelligence podcast for revenue leaders in, yes, sales, marketing, and customer success. Because we all share the same goal, revenue growth. Always more, always faster. We learn how to drive revenue as we examine real-life insights from multiple angles with human flavor since people buy from people. I am your host, Mariana Kogan, CMO and winner of the Forrester Marketing Program of the Year, and I will be joined by Art Harding, Season Revenue Leader. Hello and welcome to Hidden in Plain Sight. In this episode, we will be discussing a very interesting data point. According to PeopleAI, on average, every company is sitting on 25% to 50% of dormant future two quarters pipeline. And who better to help us identify actionable insights than my great friend and mentor, Monique Elliott from Schneider Electric. Welcome to the podcast, Monique. Hello, Mariana. Thank you. Perfect. Let's get the ball rolling. We have 15 minutes to make this as practical and as actionable as possible. You have an amazing career, a powerhouse of industrials and IoT, corporate strategy, and much more, with a very successful career across GE, ABB, and currently at Schneider Electric. Also, recently won the Herms Creative Awards for your Industries of the Future campaign, and in 2020, part of the Woman of IoT Awards. Oh my God, that's super amazing. Tell us about your journey and Schneider so that the audience can understand better where your comments are going to be coming from. Absolutely. And thank you for having me. This is a, an absolute pleasure. And I have spent the last 22 years in B2B marketing for large global industrial manufacturers. And I've been across many different segments and markets, including financial services, the power industries, and then within that, metals and mining, CPG, energies and chemicals. So quite a diverse background when we come to B2B marketing experience. And I've also had the pleasure of working pretty deep in some core sub-pillars of marketing. So when we talk about marketing, I like to think of it as wing to wing. And you have everything from marketing communications to strategic marketing to performance marketing, digital customer experience falls in there as well. And I've had the opportunity to go deep in some of these pillars. Now, where I sit today, as you rightfully said, I lead global marketing for the industrial automation business of Schneider Electric. And we're at a very interesting precipice within the industrial automation world. The technologies are changing, they're shifting. And with that, marketing has the opportunity to also change and shift and evolve and grow. So it's been a very, I would say, enjoyable last 22 years, and it continues to be so now in this exciting industry of industrial automation. That's great. So, so many years doing so many different things that you say when it comes to marketing this concept that you just mentioned of the win to win, all these different pilots. So going back to our initial data point, when we're talking about this dormant pipeline, it being such a large percentage of potential pipeline. Working at Schneider, very large enterprise with about $30 billion in revenue. How does marketing 
participate. How does marketing make a contribution in delivering pipeline and revenue? Look, I mean, I think it's a very key metric and it's been central to my professional marketing experience, whether with Schneider or before. Pipeline conversion, I believe, is really core to creating value. And this includes dormant opportunities, right, for kind of the topic today. My marketing teams work very closely with our segment teams, as well as the country teams on very targeted campaigns and demand generation programs. Now, while these may vary by segment or by country, the desired outcome is the same, and that is to revitalize and convert. Now, that said, there are different steps and best practices to assist in this work. It's not as simple as just saying we work with the countries or the sales organization on campaigns. What we've learned throughout the years and what I've learned throughout the years is that it always starts with the data. And so when you look at dormant pipeline or dormant opportunities, I think the first thing you have to do is a cleansing exercise to ensure that you are starting with a clean baseline. This is particularly true if you have taken a break. So it depends on how long this dormant pipeline has been sitting there. Aging is often something we look at. Dormant can mean that it hasn't been active for one year, five years, 10 years. Where do you make that cutoff so that you're starting with a clean baseline in order to really set the goals and the KPIs that you're looking to achieve? So the first thing that we always do is say, well, let's make sure that we clean the data. Secondly, I think one thing that I've learned throughout the years with my teams is that this is not a one-and-done approach when it comes to dormant pipeline, that nurturing is really the best path. And a nurturing marketing campaign is very structured. It's almost like a gentle approach to reactivation. Dormant leads, they need time to grow. They're dormant for a reason. And so you have to be consistent. You really have to stay with it. And then the third thing I would say, Mariana, is that not all pipeline is created equal. This includes dormant pipeline. So segmenting is very critical to ensuring that your marketing messages and your value props resonate. Here at Schneider, we segment based on industry. So whether that's consumer packaged goods or oil, energies and chemicals, and or even metals and mining. And segmenting to ensure that your nurture paths are really resonating is very, very important. I guess maybe with all of this summarized, I would say that this takes time, right? Data cleansing, having a nurturing approach and segmenting your pipeline, your dormant pipeline, it's an investment and it definitely takes time. And I think it's really important that we're mentioning those three steps that I'm going to be summarizing for everybody at, at the end, because this is extremely important, as you say, that you have a plan and that it takes time. So can you talk about maybe a specific campaign that you designed at some point to wake up, to accelerate pipeline? And is there anything that you would have done differently? Once that you look at the data as the years went by, you're like, oh my God, I could have done something a little bit different. I can, I can. I mean, we recently reactivated, we did a reactivation campaign for one of our personas. So actually a little different than doing it by a segment, but we did it based on a customer type. Again, just a different way of segmenting. And we took a lot of time to really understand the baseline data, which was good. I would definitely do that again. Then we took a lot of time to craft the right message to ensure that the value proposition and the narrative that we were putting into the market really, really resonated. But then if I had to do something differently, I would say I would have tried it with 
two other personas, maybe at the same time, in order to do some A-B testing. So we had the idea to do this as a pilot and to do it based on persona versus segment. I think it would have been great to include another persona so we could have actually seen the difference in the pickup of the dormant pipeline, the difference in the results versus doing them sequential. So I know that the previous point was, I think it's important to take your time with this and it's important to be very structured. I would also say that if you can try to do one or two campaigns in parallel, you will actually reap a lot more from the insights that you get. So now the next time we do this, we're going to try it with two or three different personas to see how the different campaigns react in the market and also to see if there's any best practices of how you can scale it a bit faster too. And you're hitting on a very interesting point that it's always that balance between speed, results. We all always would like to have done a little bit more, but it's always a complicated balance. So I'm glad that you highlighted changing topics a little bit. So you have had an extremely successful career, as you mentioned, 22 years across all these wonderful companies in different parts of marketing. What would be your recommendation for all those people who are listening to us and would like to have a career as successful as yours? So I've been very blessed and I'm very thankful for the opportunities that have been presented to me along the way. I have two thoughts on this one. One is that to be able to articulate what it is you're looking to achieve and your ambition from your career. And this is very different than saying, I want this next job. I want to be this position by a certain amount of time. This is really being able to articulate the ambition that you have as an individual. So I want, for example, I would like to be a team leader in an industry that has purpose and that is promoting the well-being of the environment or the community around me. Or I would like to go very deep on this particular area of focus or this particular market because I have a passion for it. And I have found that if you're able to be very clear around what it is you're seeking in your career, then people can help you. And that's what it really comes down to. I fundamentally believe that successful careers are built on the networks that we have made, the trust that we've created with people along the way. And of course, being successful and good at what you do and delivering on what on your promises as well. So I would say, ensure that you can really articulate your ambition overall. And then the second thing I would say is be an advocate of diversity. And when I define diversity, it's not just in the traditional ways that we think of diversity. It's also diversity of thought and diversity of opinions and diversity of skills and experiences that you may not think naturally apply to your area. But I'll give you an example, Mariana. When I was building a team at GE around the topic of e-commerce, we were building it from scratch. And so the natural tendency was to go and find marketing people who had experience in B2B e-commerce. And what we found was pulling in people who had different skill sets around storytelling, around customer experience, uh, design work, which was really interesting. People who understand systemic design and how to design experiences that may not have been B2B, but more about just that experiential design were very valuable skill sets to bring on the team. Sales 
was another perfect one to bring on the team. So there was a huge learning around the importance of diversity and thought and skills to really excel and to accelerate team dynamics, especially when you're starting new. So those are the two things that I would share with folks. And these are very important points because, as you mentioned, and it's sometimes challenging to be articulated about your ambitions. I think sometimes we feel a little bit shy about talking about what is it that we would like to do. And also the point that you're making on this diversity in thought as well. But as usual, we're almost out of time. So let me summarize your recommendations because I think they were really, really important, especially when it comes to talk about this concept of having so much dormant pipeline. And I think you mentioned it quite nicely in the three steps. Number one, really look at the data. Start with a clean data set. Look at the aging so that you can really see what it's in, in there. Secondly, really get into nurture marketing. Be gentle. It's going to take a little bit of time. There's a reason why this pipeline has been dormant, so don't try to run too, too fast. And then thirdly, as you say, not all dormant pipeline is made equally. So really getting into that segmentation so that you can get a messaging that really connects with all your prospects. And then you can deliver much more results. But these are wonderful insights that people can literally go and implement tomorrow morning. So Monique, thank you very much for joining us. And thank you to our audience for joining us today. Please share the podcast with your colleagues and comment on LinkedIn. Thanks a lot. Hidden in Plain Sight, the Enterprise Revenue Intelligence Podcast is brought to you by PeopleEye. Make sure to search for Hidden in Plain Sight in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at People AI, thanks a lot for listening.